Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We're going to talk about six anxiety-provoking thinking patterns. So stick with us. All right, let's get on with our show today. Um, again, six anxiety-provoking thinking patterns. Um You know, our thought process is so, uh, it's kind of a mystery until you really start to look at it. Like, where do these feelings come from? Where do the thoughts come from? Why do I think what I think? And like we um, mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago, read the little story about the good wolf, bad wolf. And which one will win? Well, the one that you feed. And so that's what we want to think about our thinking, too. The things, the thoughts that will persist are the ones that we feed. So let's get on with this here. There are six thinking patterns that I wanted to discuss with you. The first one is that feeling and thought, rather, that thought of constantly fearing the worst and waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know that if you have anxiety, you have uh, have felt this. It's just always dreading the upcoming situations and, um, and, and feeling, you know, the fear is that you're, you're going to have an anxiety attack or you're going to have a panic attack uh, in the upcoming situations. And so you just totally dread it. So you're fearing the worst. Well, the worst isn't happening. And so that's a thought. And waiting for the other shoe to drop is the exact same thing. It's, you know, everything's a catastrophe. The worst is always going to happen. And you don't really have any uh, concrete evidence of this going to be. It's a thought. It's not happening. And you're wasting all of your time and energy on something that isn't even there yet. And so it's, it ends up being a very negative thinking pattern. There's, uh, I'm going to get into some ways to get over some of these things after we discuss all six of them. But I, um, I want to be sure that you're hearing me on this. It's, it's the fear of the worst. And so in Claire Weeks kind of speak, we would call this the second fear, right? We're not stressing or fearing over what is right in front of us but we're fearing fear itself. We're fearing that we're in a situation that's coming up that we're going to be anxious, fearful, or panicky. So that is the piece that keeps the anxiety alive in us. It is the kindling that starts that bright fire of fear, hormonal release, physical sensations, fear. And it just keeps going over and over again until we start to pay attention to it. And it's through that that we begin to make some changes. But we'll get to that in a minute. The second one I have is 
uh, overgeneralizing things in life and overgeneralizing with our thoughts. And um, that's the kind of thinking where you're just, you just assume um, that something's going to happen again because it happened before. And that's us not having any faith or hope or trust in the process of life. Because if anything is sure in life, it's that things change and um, things are rarely the same. But that's just a generalization. We get that in our head that, um, you know, I, I felt really uncomfortable in the grocery store and then I'm just always going to feel uncomfortable in the grocery store. I'm going to be hot and my heart's going to be beating heavy and I'm going to be sweaty and need to leave. Uh, so every time you think about a grocery store, you begin to have that. It's overgeneralizing. It's going to happen over and over again. And just because it happened once. The third one that I have here is um, negative mind reading. And that is us assuming that we know what other people are thinking. And rarely, if you have anxiety, are you thinking that they're thinking something positive about you. So it's assuming that you know what others are thinking about you or the situation. Uh, and it's usually leaning to the negative. Uh, if we were thinking positive things, we wouldn't. these wouldn't be um, a, a problem for us. It might be a problem in a different way. Um, we may be a little deluded, but uh, we are, what we're doing with negative mind reading is really beating ourselves up rather than the world beating us up. It's like, I'm going to do it first. I'm going to just assume that you're thinking bad thoughts about me. You're looking at me. You must be thinking I'm weird or my hair is wrong or I'm too fat or I'm too short or whatever somebody could just be thinking about you or in relationships it can be um, I didn't you didn't they didn't text me so they must not like me right we jump to these conclusions uh, and that's negative mind reading it's um, actually that's assuming again that they start to overlap right that's like assuming um, what we were just talking about over generalizing also they didn't text me last time when they were mad at me. So this time when I didn't get a text, it must mean that they're mad at me. But it's negative. You think you know, negative mind reading, you think you know what they are thinking. And the reality in life is we don't know what other people are thinking. And so it's best to stay in our own minds and in our own business and work on those things that we can control and take care of, which is our own thinking. The fourth one I have is called um, negative fortune telling. So this is, again, really negative about the future. Thinking that you know what will happen in the future, but not thinking of a positive thing or even a neutral thing. It's things like it, it's just not going to work. I know it won't work. I, you know, this cannot be because it's, it's not happening for me. I can't do that. I, it's that fortune telling of, I know it won't work, so I'm not even going to try. 
And that's, we get stuck in that a lot with anxiety, and that's where the world starts to close in on us a little bit, is that we don't try because we think we know what's going to happen in the future. I'm not going on that trip because I know I'm going to have panicky feelings in the car. I'm not going to go shopping because I know, I just know that as soon as I get in the door, I'm going to get hot. And maybe these have been experiences in the past, but we must give ourselves a chance to have every moment be new and fresh if we're ever going to find our way out of this negative loop of thinking. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The fifth one I have is unkind self-talk. This is pretty prevalent. Um, we can, we've all been kind of taught to be a little bit hard on ourselves, right? Uh, saying things such as, I'm so stupid. Or like when we make a mistake, go, I'm an idiot. But really like having the energy of it, that negative thinking about yourself and saying it to ourselves over and over again just becomes very heavy. We begin to, um, of course, we think thoughts. And when we think a thought over and over and over again, it becomes a belief. And so we end up having these beliefs about ourselves. And these are usually very private. These are often things we don't share with other people. This really uh, down on ourselves, negative talk. Because, you know, we understand intellectually that in order to have good self-esteem or a positive um, mindset about ourselves, we need to think positive thoughts and talk to ourselves in a positive manner but we don't do it, right? That's the difference. Knowing something intellectually and understanding it fully is not actually living it. And that's when we want to start dropping down into our hearts and souls and being able to bring this into our life, not just on an intellectual level, and begin 
not having negative thinking about ourselves over and over again so that we really end up starting to believe it. The sixth and final one I have, I know I've done an entire podcast on this one, black and white thinking. And so this is where we don't see the gray areas of life. It's where we don't see any middle ground. Things are um, yes or no, black or white, left or right. There is no middle ground in our mind. And of course, that isn't true in life because most of life is lived in that middle area. Most of life is this and that, right? Um, and some of the ways we get stuck with it is doing things like taking a, a job, for example, or a work situation, and you say, my, my work is so horrible. I actually hate it. And we could say something different, like, I don't really like my work right now, but it could be worse. And I'm going to make the best of it, and maybe I can start looking for something new, right? That's great. It's like, I don't really like it. It's not working for me right now, but I'm here. I'm in it. So let me make the best of it. And then from that can come some uh, freshness, some newness, like a new idea. Like maybe I can start looking for something new. But when we're stuck in the black and white, it's just bad. It's horrible. It's negative. There's, you know, it's just that cut and dry doesn't leave any room for opportunity, any room for change or imagination. So one of the reasons we want to come closer into that gray area of life, accepting black and white and letting them mix together, this and that, is that it gives us a chance of freedom, actually, to have more opportunity for new thought, and from new thought comes new new feelings and actions and a new life. So let's talk a little bit about some helpful ways that we can um, begin to dig ourselves out of negative um, thinking and anxiety-provoking thinking patterns. Uh, one of the things that we try to teach here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast through meditation is to be able to recognize and label our thoughts as they're going through. And so where that comes into play and can be very helpful in our lives and in this in trying to eliminate these anxiety provoking thinking patterns is that we begin to be able to recognize and label the patterns label these negative thoughts and the patterns that they come in. We'll be able to start to notice, oh, I have this kind of uh, bunch of negative thoughts when XYZ happens, right? So we, that's the first thing that you want to be able to work on is recognizing and labeling the negative thought patterns. And you can do that through meditation. You will begin to really sharpen your ability to see a thought as a thought, not as who you are. And it's very important in being able to recognize it and label it because then you can change it. Or you can think a different thought. And you could have space in your life for both of them. And you could really have something fresh and new come out of that. 
The next one is to that we want to work on is to be able to challenge our thinking. And a good place to think about this is if you thought the thought, I'm not a good enough fill-in-the-blank parent, employee, teacher, mother, uh, whatever, person. I'm not a good enough person. Do the turnaround of this on paper. And what I mean, what I mean by a turnaround is saying, I am a good enough blank. And, and start to list it out examples of what you have done that did show that you were good enough at that. If it was at your job, listing that you're still employed. If you weren't good enough, you might be gone already. But we really get so down on ourselves. We think we're not good enough at anything. Everything is, uh, we live in a culture that has taught us we aren't right. We're just not right. You don't look right, you don't smell right, you don't walk right, you're not tall enough. You're, everything is wrong and needs to be improved. Self-improvement. Well, the reality is you're just fine. If you can just accept right at this moment where you're at, only, only there can true change come. Not wearing a mask or not trying to force yourself into a way of being uh, that society or um, a rule book or something has told you that you need to be, but your own true inner essence. And believe me, that is good. It is good. I have no doubt about that. It's just we get very um, separated from that. So write on a piece of paper. Uh, first start, I'm not a good enough employee. And then write down, I am a good enough employee, and here is why. Do that turnaround. Make a list. Really break it down into even itty-bitty little things. You show up. Whatever it is, put it down. Give yourself a break and let yourself have a little relief from that. And writing out examples uh, about where we have been good enough is extremely powerful. It's powerful to take things to the paper. Another thing we want to do is to watch for and change up our all or nothing words. And you, like I say, you're seeing a lot of these are overlapping. But words that we use such as always, right? Like I always forget my lunch or I always start a fight with my boyfriend and change that to sometimes. Let's give ourselves a break here because the reality is you don't always do it. Always is, it is just not true. And change it to sometimes or at times. Sometimes I am argumentative with my boyfriend. And then remind yourself, I'm human. I have good days, I have bad days, I have ups and downs, and I am still learning because we're always learning. We're always growing more and more into ourselves as humans and as our own true selves. It doesn't stop. And so if we can be a little bit kinder to ourselves and remind ourselves that when we know better, we do better. Sometimes we just don't have the skill to do something. Sometimes we don't have the capacity. We have only so much energy in a day 
And studies have shown that you only have so much willpower in a day. That's why people say, do your meditation in the morning, do your exercise in the morning, because actually as the day goes on and evening comes, we have way less willpower. We have used up our capacity on willpower and we're more likely to skip out on some of those things we had wanted to do for ourselves. So just know that when you know better, you do better. And when you feel better, you do better. If you're low, if you're sick, if you're been struggling with anxiety for a long time, you may be exhausted. And it's very hard to be able to be on top of everything when you are that low. So have some kindness for yourself, have some compassion, and know that when you know better and when you feel better, you will do better. Another good thing to do is to write down the negative thoughts and journal them. So uh, I like to have clients, I've had a lot of people do this in the past, take the journal book it's good to do this over and over again, so you want to keep it all in one book. And uh, fold the page in half so that you have a left side and a right side. And write down your negative thoughts on the left-hand side. You know, those ones that you, that you say to yourself. And then on the right-hand side, write a more helpful way of stating the same thing. So an example of that would be, as we were just saying, I always do. Uh, XYZ and change it on the right hand side to say I sometimes do XYZ just a little bit kinder way of saying it the tone of that is so completely different I get a whole different vibe when I, I think about when I say oh I, oh I always do that no I sometimes do that it's like giving ourselves permission to be human so get that on the paper again Taking the pen to the paper is so powerful. Of course, you can do this on your computer or your phone too, but I love taking pen to paper. And so I do suggest journaling because when the written word uh, with our hand and the pen, we be, it just ignites a different part of our thought process. We think differently and it can be an exploration into your inner self. So. Uh, take some time with it. Take 10 minutes uh, and, and sit with your journal. Write down on the left-hand side the negative thoughts and write on the right-hand side a more helpful way of stating the same thing. And then you begin to change your thoughts because and the more and more we change that thinking, the more we change our beliefs. We begin to believe that we are Good enough. We begin to believe that we have the, the power to do things, do different things, to try something new. So give it a give it a try. Journal, pen to paper. And finally, um, I want to mention the idea of taking time to pause and reflect the negative feelings that we have, such as uh, uh, taking the time to see that a low mood that we have or a, a bad mood, uh, that it might have started with a negative thought or a negative thought process. So try to see if you can link the two of them up together. For an example, if you're feeling really low, having a bad day, or you're just down, ask yourself what you had been thinking that led you to that time, to that feeling low. 
you might be surprised what you come up with, what you see. Um, when I was working strictly with eating disorder clients and their, uh, their journaling was very important part of their process because they had to keep track of the foods and self-reporting with foods is not a good idea. It doesn't work very well. Uh, we all, none of us self-report well uh, for food. And so on the back of their journals, I used to have them just do some free form writing and it would be amazing to be able to connect everything, right? Because their food journals also kept track of their moods and their feelings and thoughts. And so on the back, it would be just more free form, but they would be themselves able to make such beautiful connections. And so you can do the same thing. You don't have to list your foods if you don't have issues with foods, but you can list your your daily feelings. How do I feel today? How is my anxiety from one to 10? No anxiety at one and or zero and high anxiety at 10. And, and list and see what the thoughts were, how your feelings were, and do some free form writing, like some reflection on paper kind of thing. But we need to take the time out of our day to do this, right? We have to pause. And so there's a number of ideas in here. And if one doesn't work for you, maybe another one does. We're all different and we all jive with different kinds of ways to self-reflect. So that's why I keep trying to offer new ideas and new ways because we all change differently. And what will spark you now might not have sparked you, you know, a year ago. So Hang in there. Just keep listening. We're going to hit on whatever works for you soon enough, I am sure. So remember to listen to your thoughts. Pay attention. And again, this is where the um, meditation serves us so well. See where your thoughts are and be kind and compassionate when you see them, especially when you see that you're going negative. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself a little laugh with it, like, Oh, oh, there I go. It's okay to be kind and gentle to ourselves. And it's okay to see a little humor in it. Let's lighten up a little bit. That's the way to move forward. This is not got to be set in concrete. We can lighten it up a little bit. And as you continue to see your thoughts and giving yourself new ways to look at them and new ways of stating things, you, you get more balanced. And these new thoughts become beliefs and your life begins to change. So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that you will be able to spend some time to uh, look into these six. The Number one, constantly fearing the worst and waiting for the other shoe to drop. Overgeneralizing, number two. Number three is negative mind reading. Number four, negative fortune telling. Number five, unkind self-talk. And number six, black and white thinking. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.